Yo, yo. Yo, yo, episode three. We back. We back. Um, To all the listeners, like I said, this podcast was supposed to be recorded yesterday. Um, but we ain't even going to talk about that because we back. Yeah, we're back. Sorry about the technical difficulties. Um, but to get straight into it, um, so this is gonna be the episode about the album reviews. Um, to kind of give everybody another rundown of the albums that we had going, it was the Lil Durk Love for the Streets uh, two album. Um, it was the Black Milk album, the Tess Henley R and B album the Morgan Heritage uh, reggae album, and then the compilation of songs that Drake put together and called an album, uh, Care Package. Um, So I think it's safe to say we're both trying to start with the the Dirk album. Uh, Yeah, I think that's a good place to start. All right, all right. How do you feel about that? Um, (laughs) Kind of not great. I didn't really love it. Um, Kind of not great. (laughs) I thought... He kind of he started off on a good note with uh, track one, RN4L, but I thought that it was kind of like a slow burn, very future inspired, uh, almost an R and B cut that where he's kind of singing, kind of wailing on it, but it's just. You know, even that I thought was one of the higher notes on the album, and it still didn't really stick with me. And plus, after after that song, uh, instead of you letting that song set the tone for the rest of the album, he quickly resorts back to his old, very you know, trap, you know, dr- Chicago inspired, you know, just you know, street rap, and um, mm-hmm. he's. He lost me right after track one. I mean, he didn't even really have me up after the first track. I just piqued <laughs> my interest a little and then completely squashed it with the second track. I feel up. He caught me back. He, he, you know, he got me back um, probably about halfway through um, with, I believe, Locked Up, I believe, is the other song that I liked. But still just, you know, after that, he comes right back with, just lackluster, you know, crazy beats, but uh, just nothing really of substance to keep me around. Yeah, the beats were pretty good. He worked with a couple different producers on it. Yeah, um, I mean, that's kind of how it goes. I mean, you're going to get a, you know, a trap album with banger beats. It's just his performance on the album really, really lost me. Mm-hmm. So what would you, what would you rate it out of the five albums? Um, I put it, I put it at the bottom. I put it at number four. Um, I'll get into why. Not it's not five. When we get to the album that I did put it five, but just okay. know that it was my least favorite of the albums that we listed. Okay. Um, my my take on it was I'm I'm gonna keep it a hundred with with you and to the listeners. Like I. I didn't really fuck with it. Um, no, nah, yeah. <laughs> like as you can vouch for me, I I texted this man Jacob and like while I was actually after I heard like the second track and I was like yo like listen to this dead ass makes me want to kill myself right now like, <laughs> I'm not trying to finish listening yeah. to this. but like it it um I do it's not not saying that to say that I got a lot of negative things to say about it um I will say it's impressive to see his growth 
um, compared to all of his other albums, you can definitely tell that he's growing up uh, as a rapper. Um, it's definitely like to keep it very plain and straight to the point. Like it, like you said, it started off with that kind of smooth jam, future, future sounding kind of track uh, with R and 4L, and then it immediately goes into the like thug anthems, like with the second and third track. So it was kind of like back and forth, back and forth. Uh, so kind of like a bipolar album. If that makes sense, because it was like he couldn't really make up his mind between yeah. if he wanted to stay on the trap end or if he wanted to go and like sing on the track. And it's crazy because like a lot of people do that now, but some people are really good at doing it. And uh, I mean, not to say that I'm just completely shitting on Lil Durk. I know some yeah. of our fans probably do fuck with him. Um, yeah, teach his own. I respect that. You know, I, re I respect it. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. But one thing I will say that is impressive. Um, this dude is still managing to put out music while he's fighting an attempted murder charge. I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, I had no idea about that until after we or after I listened to his album. He put out a whole album while he's fighting a case. Hey, shouts out! I hope he comes home. But yep, and it's I crazy. I mean, I, I feel like a lot of rappers. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like a lot of rappers like have done that, but it's normally on like a gun charge or something like that. This yeah, dude like even... attempted to kill somebody. Jeez. Well, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, yeah. I, I gotta read back like a little bit more into it. Um, but to be honest with you, like what he did was pretty. I would say it was on the impressive side because like for like he signed the Alamo Records. Mm -hmm. Um. In Alamo Records, to give everybody like a little bit more of an insight of who's in it, you got like the top guns in that. You got Smoke Perk, um, Lil Durk, um, and Wi Fi's Funeral. It's like the top, okay. the top ones in that. Um, oh, and Comethazine, um, and O3 Greedo. So yeah, you do you got a lot of talent in Alamo Records. But right. oh damn, I didn't know who Rich Pablo Juan was on Alamo. Um, so it's it's kind of like guys that are all. You know, relatively in the same lane. Yep. Up-and-comers, too. They got some girls in there. He's probably the most, like, mainstream, I guess. Probably the biggest name out of that bunch. But still, like, as far as I'm concerned, it's not super impressive company. And none of those guys were on this album. None of them. Yeah, that, that is crazy. None of them were on it. Um, one thing like I that disappointed me the most about it is just the when I saw the features before I listened to the album, I saw the Twenty One Savage, Nicki Minaj, Meek right. Mill. I those were the songs I thought were going to catch me. Yeah, with those the album. are those are definitely exciting names. And it it didn't really do it for me. It like I don't know. I just feel like those those artists that were featured didn't really give it their all for this album feature. Um, which I mean I don't know why. Um, but hey. It is what it is. Uh, but yeah. on on my list, I I put it number five. Um, yeah, definitely. That's that that was the least favorited on my out of that list for me. Um, so really moving away from that album because I feel like if we keep talking about this album, it's just gonna be a lot of bad stuff. Yeah, um, I don't want to. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, and I'm not trying to bash you, little Dirk. Like, I'm not trying to bash you at all. Um, What's but, next? Uh, let's see. Let's let's switch it over. Switch over genres. What do you feel okay. about the Tess Henley album or that, EP? That album I had 
very easily number one on my list. I thought it was it was a name I had never heard before. It was short, sweet, to the point, very I mean, it was just it was just good. It was just a good album. It was was it five songs? Uh huh. Five, yeah. six songs, very all all five super different. Um she kind of wears her influences on her sleeve in terms of you know, the music that inspired her her own music. You know, she sounds very much like uh Amy Winehouse. Mm-hmm. You can definitely tell that it, she was a big influence, but um not in a negative way at all. I thought that uh, just a beautiful voice, beautiful all around short little EP. Yep. Easily I, number one. I got you. I, I definitely agreed with you on the Amy Winehouse reference. I, I honestly thought it was a little bit of an Amy Winehouse and Erica Badu influence. Yeah. I, um, yeah. We talked about that before. I thought that was a really mm-hmm. good, you know, Adele, very, because like the, super passionate but also you you can tell she was very passionate with the way that she sang about these songs like right. same girl um it has to be about something that like she she's been through growing right. up as a female like and I, like honestly like we said about the first song uh, on your album uh set really setting the tone and then also with the first song possibly making a break in your album um yeah in this case ep she killed it man she killed it. Uh, I thought every performance, I thought each song was good in its own without having to like rely on the songs around it, if that makes a lot, if that makes sense, because it's so, it was so short that mm-hmm. each song, you know, has to be good. Like, you can't really rely on the song. At, like, you, you know what I mean? Like, some albums have like almost setup tracks where one song will play into the next song. And then those two songs kind of are in tandem for that album. But like when it's short and sweet like this, you just don't have that kind of freedom. You gotta you gotta bring it on each track. And I thought she did. Yeah. I really uh, need I mean, her to put out more music. I really do. I gotta listen to more of it. Yeah. I, mean, I thought it was really good. I've ran it back probably like four or five times already. Um I I, I, I loved think, it. I think that of any album on this list that we would that I at least would tell people go out and listen to this. It would be this one. Yep. For this sure. would be the one that I recommend to people. For sure. And I feel like at first sight, like if you, like, for instance, if you say this to like a dude, you'd be like, dang, bro, like you got me trying to go out here and get my feels. Like it ain't even like right. that. Like that, yeah. that album but... is, it's dope. Like I put it this way. If it's raining outside and you got to drive to the grocery store or drive anywhere, throw on this right. album. Yeah. Throw I mean, it on. How long is it? Um, 20 minutes combined 17 minutes yeah five it's, songs 17 minutes yeah i mean i listened to it on my way to not on my way to work but i was at work and i was like driving to the hardware store and it was it was like you said it was raining and it was just like the perfect mood setter for mm-hmm. what i was doing and there's like a couple songs on it that are a little bit more slow melodic and then there's some that you know hop up and you know make you want to dance yep like i know same girl and better were actually released as like two singles mm-hmm. um before like the album came out and then they made the album cut um but besides this like the only other project that she has was also an ep it was wonderland um hmm. which dropped in i think 2015 yeah 2015 um 
Wow. And that one was four songs, 15 minutes. Like, so she must be, she's probably a songwriter. I'm sure she writes music for other people. Yeah. She, there's no way she's that talented and only makes, only drops five songs every four years. Exactly, man. She, that's crazy. Yep, it is. So that, that, that's crazy. That made number one. I think that, was, that, was, that was easily, I thought, number one. Easily. Yep. Easily. And it's crazy because it, it's crazy we put, like I, never mind. I'll just come. I'll come across that album when we get to it. I kind of want to save that for last. I think you know which one I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, let's jump. Let's jump to the uh, my number two album, "The Dive" by Black Milk. Okay. All right. I thought, um, <laughs> honestly, I was kind of thrown off by how much I did enjoy it. And you know, I don't. I didn't. I didn't go into it thinking the same thing that I thought about the Little Dirk album. Mm-hmm. Because I kind of knew what to expect, but you know, in all honesty, I'd never really listened to a Black Milk song album. I didn't realize he was a producer too, but I was, you know, I was impressed. Yeah, he produced the whole album. Yeah, it was good. I mean, there was some, there was some good features by uh, B.J. the Chicago Kid and um, a singer named Sam Austin, I believe. Yeah, so the first track on it is, I want to say, it's, I don't really remember what it's about, but it's just, you know, another slow rolling kind of very just hip hop beat with him rapping. And then you go right into the next song that's way more upbeat with a sung hook by a dude who can really sing. Um and then you got the about BJ with BJ. In Chicago. Oh. It, no, the I believe is the guy's name is Sam Austin. Oh, but uh, Black NASA. The song Black NASA. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was mm-hmm. real. That one was really good. Um, Sam, that it's like, Sam Austin. Yeah, yeah. That was like kind of. That was like one of those instances where like the first track play or the second track kind of plays off the first one because. It, the first one kind of sets you up for the second because you kind of don't really know what to expect after track one. Mm-hmm. And then track two kind of hits you with a little bit more bounce, a little bit more uh, you know, life, beautifully sung chorus. It was just, I mean, it was, it was way better. Well, I almost say it was way better than the first one, but it was good. And then the BJ, the Chicago kid is, we talked about that too. You know, if you want a good hook, that's your guy. Yep. And uh, for sure, I think he needs to. The music just needs to show a little bit more respect to the man. He's because he's, he's not he's not a really out there rapper. BJ or oh you? Uh, no, never I'm talking mind, about. Never mind. I didn't realize you were. Kid. I didn't realize you were talking about. Yeah, they nah, They do need to show him a little bit more respect. He's been on. It just feels like every time somebody puts him on an album. That it's just a great song. Mm-hmm. Freddie did it. Anderson Pack did it. Everybody's done it. <laughs> Everybody, two people. <laughs> yep. But yeah, I thought I liked the the uh, the production on this album was really cool. Uh, this was this song or this song this um, this album and the Morgan Heritage album were kind of fighting for the second spot on my list, but in my final. In my final listing, I put this number two. Okay. Um, Subject to change. I'm a. 
I'm gonna jump out there, and this this was my number three. Um, okay. And I I'm not saying I didn't love it. I f- I fucking loved it. Um, yeah. it it was amazing. All the when I found out that he produced the whole thing, like I knew he was a producer, but I thought he at least had some help. Um, on right. the album, but like listening to the album, my first first time going through it, the number one thing that I said about it, I was like, "Yo, every single beat on this thing is crazy. Like, every it's single different. beat is different. Yep, and it's so like it was really diverse when it came down to that. And then when I looked more into it and found out that he produced the whole thing and wrote the whole thing by himself, like mm-hmm. one that takes talent, and two, all that talent just shows right there because I thought it was a great album. Um, one thing I really liked that he did was he kind of paid homage to being from Detroit um, with the features. Mm-hmm. Like, every single feature on it is somebody from Detroit. Um, well, not from the like Detroit in general, but, like, from Chicago. Um, right. Because you got BJ, um, Sam Austin's is from Detroit. Phil Swish, the dude Phil Swish that's on it, is from Detroit. And he also had his little brother on it, the dude Mad. That's his little brother? Mm-hmm. That's hype. Yep. Um, so I, I like how he paid homage to that. And overall, like, that's why I put it in number three. There were a lot of great things on it. It didn't get to the number one and number two spot only because Tess Henley did her fucking thing. Um, yeah. And- I did, but, like, I will say they both kind of took me by surprise because, I don't know, I guess music that good, I just – thought i would have heard you know and it really surprised me how good it was from two names that i didn't really know yep i like i really like the con i watched the interview about it um and the concept i didn't realize the concept behind the album was basically like he said that it was all supposed to be about him looking ahead to 2020 um and like basically like a quote that he that i took from him he was just like stepping into this new decade i wanted to have a men, like a mentality of progression like so he didn't want to mm-hmm. be the same he just wanted to keep progressing with his music and it, it shows um honestly i think it shows throughout each track on the album like it gets yeah. better like song by song yeah, that's fair. um um but yep that that i put that i would definitely three. um recommend this album for people that like are kind of classic hip-hop heads that Mm -hmm. are kind of tired of the current state of hip-hop i would probably this is a definitely refreshing um in the sense that dude also has a history of scoring movies really yeah yeah like not big name ones but like yeah he he's out there he has a like a extremely dynamic portfolio that's awesome yeah Mm-hmm. So what did you put number three? That was my number that three. Was number three. Um, what was your number two then? Oh, <laughs> um, I'm gonna say that one for last. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you my number All four. Right. <laughs> um, my number four was the uh, the Morgan Heritage album. Um, I, I'm gonna just say it now. I I'm not really like too knowledgeable on mm-hmm. reggae. Um, but I definitely wanted to throw it in there to give it like a diverse for like the albums that right. we go over. Um, but I I really fucked with yeah, this album. I did too. Um, it <laughs> shit made me want to go to like a fucking a yeah. party, bro, and was, and dance yeah, to this shit. That, like um, I thought it was like it was called it's so the album is loyalty, and you can definitely feel like with the opening track they talk about you know 
the, their heritage being from, you know, America and being Jamaican and like that African heritage that lives on through them. And you can definitely feel that they stayed loyal to their roots when making this album yep. and how important that idea of, of making music for where they came from. It was super important. And yep. they are, they're a, they're a classic group. I mean, they've been making music for a long time. A buddy of mine at work is huge into reggae. And he was like, yeah, man, I mean, I've saw them 20 years ago and they were, they were great. So. Now you say they're from New York. It's I believe three of them. so. They're like a, they're a family of, you know, reggae artists. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I was, imp- I was super impressed. I mean, I like you said, I'm not the biggest, you know, reggae savant. I don't know a lot, whole lot about it, but um, this this really impressed me. I got, nope. uh, I loved it because it wasn't Americanized. Reggae, yeah, bro. there were some tracks like there's a track with, um, uh, I think Pepper, which is like a a reggae group, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. they're definitely like using like a little more Americanized and, uh, you know, they definitely talked about like the typical reggae tropes, like smoking weed and like, you know, the ganja and, but even that, like it was, it was well done and the, the music was all great and it was, you know, not to sound cliche, but you know, it was a vibe. <laughs> yep, um, Definitely was. I'm looking back now just to see like. Damn, pretty sure their first album was 1999. Yeah, I believe you are correct. I think that's what I saw. Like that's crazy. I mean, yeah, 20 years, and they're they're still going. I mean, they were. Probably... So it's five of them. It's five boys and a okay. girl. That yep. makes sense. I mean, the and they had like kind of this three piece singing and. Each guy had his own unique sound, and you could definitely tell, like, when one guy would go up, it it wasn't like, they weren't feeding together to make one sound when they sang, Mm -hmm. so it it gave a a cool, diverse sound. Every time they would sing, you could definitely pick out the different voices, which I really appreciate, because it's... I don't know. It's just it's just cooler to sound to hear three different voices than it is to, you know, get one. Because then you're like kind of you're like teetering on the line of being like a reggae boy band. But yep, not for if real. You're, you know, if everybody sounds different, you got different sounds going on. I I really appreciate it. I really liked it a lot. It's yep. of the three or not of the three of the five, um, probably. It, it might be the one I go back to first, aside from the Tess Henley album, because obviously that's number one. That's the one. That's the one that I will go back to the most. Um, this was number what three on my list, but this, like I said, this okay. was. I mean, it was fighting for the number two spot too. I really enjoyed every song on it. The first half I thought was was really good. The second half kind of fell off for me a little bit. That's why I decided to put it at, at three, not two. But definitely check it out if you if you like reggae, if you like something yep. to just And like chill. I said, don't don't listen to it expecting Americanized reggae. Like, <laughs> but like it, what? But it, I'm trying to think. There's a specific group 
that I'm thinking of when I think Americanized reggae. Um, they're pretty famous now. Um, I can't think of their name. Whatever. Yeah. It's, this, it's, you know, it's obviously you not got, that important. If, if you're feeling something just chill to listen to, that's, that's fun and, you know, groovy. That's, this is definitely it. I mean, it's, it's a vibe. I don't really know how else to describe it's a vibe. it. <laughs> listen to it. I definitely, I definitely recommend this one. This is probably. I mean, there's really only one album on this list I wouldn't recommend to people, and it's the Little Dark album. I can beat a dead <laughs> horse, but I mean, that's it. I really like. I really liked all of them from, yep. from this week. So now I guess the all time right, moving on. Fun. The time has come, but I got a bone to pick with you. What you? This your number five. Number five because your number five, bro. You put a little dirt over this. Not over it, but (laughs) not ahead of it. You know what I mean? Like, no, I feel that it's got its own special place on this list because they're songs we've all heard before. It's you know, it's songs from past albums and songs that didn't get released but you know it was just a drake ass move to to put a bunch of songs together that we've all heard and call it an album i mean but as a as a fan i like or as like a listener i get it i get where you're coming from and like but as a artist i feel like that was one of the smartest fucking things that he could have done bro. money wise like for sure. he Bro, like you, you put all these songs together that weren't on, that didn't make cuts for albums, put them together, name it an album, put it together in a good, a good sequence too, because he could have just threw them together, like, but they they were sequenced good, and he put them on a streaming platform, bro, that like that just shoots his listeners and listenings up, like, but. The reason why it's my number two, and I, it arguably, of course, if, Tess, if it wasn't Tess Henley, he would have been number one. Um, not saying like I'm a huge Drake fan or anything, but like I'm pretty sure y'all got a collection of like how I feel about Drake. Um, but I just felt, I felt like it was a really, really good, cool thing to do. When I dropped it, I was kind of disappointed. Like, dang, I thought this was going to be some new Drake. Right. But then I kept listening to it, and each song I realized, like, yo, one, I haven't heard this in a minute, and two, I'm rocking right. with this it song. Like, it definitely gave I always you, have rocked this song. It definitely song. gave me a new appreciation for older Drake, and, like, you can tell that his music is different now. And it was kind of like, I mean, it was a care package, and it was a care package for people that have been there since the beginning and yep. listened to those songs when they came out and really always liked those songs. Mm-hmm. So I, but it did, it's still, you changed my mind a little bit. If I had to put it on the list, I would put it probably above the Morgan Heritage album, but I still just can't. Like, bro, two, three, four, five. Bro, the first six songs, five. Yeah, for sure. Dream, the, it opens with Dreams Money Can the, Buy. The, I That's one of my favorite the Drake songs. The Motion is probably a top five Drake song for me. It's easily How about one of my now? favorites. Trust Issues, yeah. Stays in the East. Like, man. It, the one with J. Cole. Jodeci yeah, Freestyle. great. These bitches screaming that Jodeci yeah. back. Yeah, nah, that. They killed that. Um, one thing I like about Drake, dog, is like 
he's in his bag in two different genres, yeah. bro. Like, he will put out a track putting his heart and soul on it, singing. Yep. And the dude can yeah. sing. Like, Great he will put his heart and soul on it. And I'm going to love it. And then he'll fucking give you bars right. that, I mean, some people will say he doesn't write oh. himself. I'm not going to get into uh, that. But uh, he, he'll he give you bars, bro. Sure. Like he'll and then it was crazy, bro. Like I, I'm kind of gonna break off of like the like the album review uh, since we on this topic of Drake. But like I, I was watching, uh, you know that that show, The Shop. Mm-hmm. I was watching The Shop, um, in the episode like with Drake on it, and they kind of asked him like, "Yo, like why didn't you, why didn't you come back at push? Right. Like why'd you just put it to an end like that?" And I mean, he he made it a good point. It was just like basically along the lines of like all the listeners, like of course everybody including me, you, like, we would have loved to hear, like, a back and forth between them. Like, I'm pretty sure more dope songs mm-hmm. would have came out. Like, the the diss Push did was tough. Yeah. Like, um, but what he did, and it was around the time that Scorpion came out, instead of, like, he said, the biggest thing that kind of stuck out to me what he said, he was like, I put all my energy from hating Push in that moment into, into making Scorpion mm-hmm. a good album. Right. And that's when he added like specific songs onto Scorpion. Um, I can't think of like the specific names. Like I know that song, Sick of These Niggas, yeah. like that song that he added after that. Like, of course that kind of took shots. Um, Mob Ties right. was added um, nonstop. Okay. And right. that, that was songs, a crazy song. Yeah, the songs you can definitely hear him kind of subtweeting, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, the, the one thing about Drake, bro, like, Drake will be he, he I I I would call him a king of subtweeting, bro, with his lyrics. Sure. Like he will be with one chick and then will like talk shit about a chick he was with before, yeah. like on the same track while he's still talking <laughs> about the chick he was with. Yeah, it's kinda hard to follow at times. And then talk about your right. chick. <laughs> like and give him names, yeah. bro. Like he will Can call him out by names, bro. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. The, oh man, that whole use the fuel for the fire. Like, okay, you can call it what you will, but we wanted to hear you come back at him. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and just you still had those those songs ready to go, so just yep. make a fire did like return track, and then still he drop was... those songs on Scorpion. Like, yep, he was saying. um he was saying, like, apparently he texted LeBron, like, everything. Like, LeBron has the audio right. um, of the track. And he was, like, apparently, like, apparently the song that he was going to put back at Push was, like, supposed to end it all in the words of him. Like, and he, he was about to say some, like, some ruthless shit. Uh, I want to hear what the ruthless shit was, like, bro. You can't, just, you can't <laughs> like, just say it is. Because like, we've all hear. heard Drake snap. Yeah. I'm trying to hear him snap on that. Yeah, but at this point, like, like Push won. It's over. He did. You know, it's over. Drake is still. But Drake top. has won when it comes to albums. Yeah, I mean, if I, mean, I don't know, like, don't get if, me wrong, I love push. If you want to go by like last, like latest releases, I think Daytona is definitely better than whatever the hell Drake just put out recently. Not, not this. Scorpion. Maybe it was Scorpion. Not care package, but definitely better than what you. What is? It was Scorpion. That's, Scorpion released uh, two thousand last year. Okay, yeah, I, mean, I definitely think 
I mean, Daytona, I thought, was one of the better albums of last year. Dude's been dude's been very consistent in his bag. Like, peep the, the years that he puts out an album. No, nah, I was still on Drake. Yeah. Like, Drake will – I was looking at the years he came out with albums. Like, this man dropped an album in 2010. Mm-hmm. Thank me later. Take Care, great album, came out 2011. Are you trying to make a case for him being the GOAT? He is the You're GOAT, God damn it. One. He is, I, he, bro. I could feel what? it coming. I knew that's what you were about to get at. No, 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 no. I'm just coming at, like, his consistency. It is. 2013, nothing was the it's same. Great album. But I will say that as far as quality, he's kind of, it's kind of dipped re- in recent memory. And, like, his older albums are definitely better than what he's putting out now. And I think, hmm, I I don't know why. You know, he's definitely got more, like, radio hits now than he did. Well, I only, I But he's making money, bro. He getting to the money doing that. But, like... You got to respect that. I mean, I do, for sure. But um, I'm trying to... Uh, what's it called? There's a song. I mean, there's like you gotta think of like the radio hits from the earlier albums. Like, like what were they? Oh, from like the earlier right. albums. Um, let's see. I can't even think of names at the moment. Over, over. That's that's the one I was thinking of. Fancy. Yeah, like those. Well, miss me, miss me. Over, like those songs. I think are better than. He has minimum three radio hits on each album. Yeah, which is crazy. That's... Take Care could have damn near been the whole album. Yeah. Radio. I would have listened to him I on think the radio. That's my, that's my favorite Drake album, for sure. Hour and 27 minutes of a masterpiece. I, I, I completely, 100% agree. That's yeah. That, and then, uh, if you're listening, it's too late. Or whatever, whatever yep. it's called. If you... I don't know, with the chicken scratch handwriting album cover. But that was the that was the album that like shined the light on the ghostwriting fiasco, so Oh, if you're reading this is too yeah. late. If you're reading this, sorry. Oh obviously I mean, the biggest fan. <laughs> who did who did they say was his his ghostwriter? Didn't they like put Miller out a name? Florida? Quentin Miller, yeah. Who in my opinion? Yeah, he can spit, but like you could definitely tell that I don't know. Me personally, I don't see the correlation between the stuff well, that also like, Miller raps about in his own songs being something that he would have wrote for Drake. I mean, like, and I not to you know not music and sports are different beasts, but like, even like in, you can't get it done by yourself. Sometimes, like, if you want to make the best art possible, you're gonna bring in. Collab. Right, you're gonna bring in people that you Look know at Kanye. can make exactly that. That's what I was getting at. Like you're gonna bring in the people you think can make you better, make your art better. And oh. he's doing it for us. So what, what do we care? You know, if you want to listen to just some straight up bars that a rapper rapped, or you know that a rapper wrote and it was all him, like Drake's not really the guy you go to. You know, no. Drake's a yeah. guy that is going to, I mean, you know, like you said, he's going to give you some R&B tracks. He's going to give you, you know, bars on the next track. He's going to perfect way he's to gonna put introduce it, bro. you to new artists. That's been my favorite thing about Drake is 
the yep. the numerous artists that he's introduced us to. Samfa, Kendrick, uh, Migos. I mean, the list is. I wouldn't say he introduced us to Migos. Well, with the um, Versace remix, like that was. I mean, before... but Migos were popping down south. Well, right. Before well, right. That. But I mean, like to the masses. Okay, like, nah, so, like, I see what you're saying. People who have their ear to the ground, like definitely heard of Migos before Versace remix. But that's the song that really catapulted them into like what they are now but yeah I mean that kind of segues us into what I want to talk about and that's the albums that came up before this week and I think you already know the album that I'm talking about Bandana, Freddie Madrid. yeah what, thoughts before I go off you already know what I'm about to say. Album of, um, album of the year, no second, doubt about second it. Second best album of the decade. Follow um, I, only follow. Or I wouldn't say only that. Paralleled by their first project, Pinata, 2014. Because you got to think about no, other things I, that I, came I'm, out I'm just, in the past I'm, year. In the past, flexing. It's not. All right, I was about to it's say it's definitely up there though. I mean, if we're gonna I was about be real, to say, bro, you smoking on something heavy over there. That's it. I mean, that, but, uh, that bandana was so good. I bought, I bought countless swag items. I bought the vinyl. I bought the t-shirt. I mean, I'm here for for Freddie Gibbs and Madlib. Yeah, he, they snapped. Uh, they snapped. I, I still, I'm still in kind of confusion about which one I will put above the other between Pinata and Bandana. It's, um, and every time I listen to one, I think it's better than the other. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, really, who cares? It's just, I think they're both, they're different. They're both great. Anyone listening that hasn't heard either, please do yourself a favor and go listen to both of them. Buy them. Mm-hmm. You know, follow Freddie on Instagram. He'll he'll quickly become your favorite rapper, I promise. Freddie's a goat. I, I think he's... One of my top, I, I would say top five. Top me. five rapper alive, and that's on Vice Lord. Yep. I mean, he's easily, I, I, easily. I think at the and and he's just going deeper, deeper into his bag on every song, every single one. You know, he can tell you a story. He can give you like you know straight bars. It's just and then Madlib, just I don't know how he does it. 20, 20 years of of great beats. It doesn't make sense. The guy's a robot. Yeah. The case can be made for that. Dude don't have a social life. Nothing. None of that. He doesn't do anything. Dude just literally makes beats. He, yeah. Just, that's literally all he does. And now he does them on an iPad. Like, Which I feel like puts you even more in your bag. If you, if you take away all distractions, if you... If you... Like... I, Easiest way to say it, bro. A quote that I heard that I, that has stuck with me the past few weeks is the greats, like whatever the greats at whatever they do. I'm talking legends. Mm-hmm. Like the greats are so great, and they become that level of expertise because they become immune to all distractions. Oh, yeah, and he did. I mean, yep. that, they talk. He Fred will talk about it. How he just like the only way you could talk to him is FaceTime or email. 
Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't have a phone. He won't text you. He won't call you. He's got an iPad, and that's how he emails, and that's how he FaceTimes, and now that's how he makes <laughs> The man is a ghost. But Dude ain't leaving the crib without his iPad. He's a hip-hop no ghost. I love it. So he's a legend. <laughs> what are, oh, what are some? I feel like you've, you've kind of been more on it in terms of music than me because I'm just busy. You got... You definitely were putting me onto the YBN Cordae album. Uh, I know you. Um, I know you really like that one. That one that I honestly, in the past couple of weeks, I feel like that's my favorite album yeah. out of the ones that have come out. Uh, I mean, except I mean, of course, Bandana right. when that dropped. But um, nah, Cordae, he's a young up and comer, killing it. Um, that whole group YBN, um, they I mean, they're pretty good. Um, but Corday, I, I really loved it. The features that he had on that album the, were really good. Chance. The Anderson Pack song is awesome. Yeah, Anderson really Pack. Their that performance one. that they did on Jimmy Kimmel was really good too. That's probably um, the only track I've really, I've really listened to off that album. But I, every time I'm, I'm blown away. He got a Pusha T feature on it. And yo, sidebar. I know we talked about Push a minute ago, but he is on one. He is killing everything he oh, touches with features. Everything yeah, the gold. That's why I'm kind of confused why they left him off the off the off raw. The raw yeah, and I, I get it because I mean him and Lil Wayne have beef, but fuck beef. But, yeah. Put that shit aside if you want to make a legendary track. I mean, yeah, Ross- because in my opinion, I'm a. I hate to jump the gun and like kind of spoiler alert to anybody who hasn't listened to the album, but in my opinion, I think that was one of the worst Maybach music's. The Oh, one of them were, oh, like song. I thought you meant like yeah. an album. No. Nah. Really Hell. Good. I, I like love that, that album. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't but, know. I haven't, in all honesty, gotten that far into the track list. Like, I don't think I've really given the second half much of a listen, but I've I've played through the first half. I mean, I thought it was good, but mm-hmm. when you see Maybach music on a track list, that automatically is exciting. And you don't release, he didn't release any features. Well, he released features on other songs of the album, but for that one, it was just pending, dot, dot, dot. Right. Featuring dot, dot, dot. Ooh. And all he had was John Legend and Lil Wayne. I mean, that and that sucks because, like, you know, no offense, but Lil Wayne is just not where he once was. Exactly. And wasn't he on, he was already on one of the older Maybach musics, wasn't he? Uh. I mean, probably surprisingly. Yeah, wasn't. all black made back. I'm sitting in the asshole. Yeah, that's all. Okay, then. Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing I could think of is that Ross was just like, "Bro, you snapped too hard on this track. We got to take you off." <laughs> Have you heard the verse? Pusha's verse. Yeah. No, I haven't. I'm gonna DM it to you, bro. Right, yeah, let, yeah. On Twitter. Yeah. Nah. They... <laughs> Because that verse was flying around on Twitter. Everybody was like, yo, why did this get left off? Damn. I'm going to have to listen to the regular, the like the original track or like yeah. the album. Don't get me wrong. Ross hate it. Yeah. Ross always eats a soul beat. Exactly, if it got a, some pianos and uh, all I got to hear is Maybach music yeah, and I'm, my, I'm all ears. I'm, <laughs> like, I'll fuck with Ross, bro. I do too. <laughs> I, think, I think he's probably the most, well, I won't say the most slept on because, I mean, He's definitely also one of the most popular rappers right now. I mean, people were 
really excited for Port of Miami too. I just think that when people talk about who the best rappers are in the game right now, I feel like he's left off. And I'm not saying that he he deserves to be on the list, but he definitely deserves to be in the conversation. Definitely. You're getting a little sad. And he's not at all. Am I good now? Yeah, you're yeah, you're straight. But yeah, no, he's he's he definitely should be mentioned in that he's list. And got... One one of my favorite things about him with his albums is he I swear he doesn't get a bad beat. Yeah. He's definitely got a good ear for beats. And he's yeah. got a flow that is unmatched. And it's the same every time, exactly. but it's still unmatched. It just it comes he's just so smooth and he just kind of finds the wave in a beat. And he just kind of, you know, and it, I, real hip hop heads are going to try to crucify me for saying this, but it's very Biggie esque the way he he flows on a beat. Uh, I don't like, know, not man. in the same, not I'm in the same, not in the same way. Not, that man, Biggie was one of the best flows. Right, exactly. Like, it's it's not the same, and it's not lyrically even close. But the way that they can both catch like a flow, like the wave on a beat, and just ride it. It's it, it it's a skill that not a lot of artists have. I see where you're going. Yeah, you know, like some rappers like Freddie Gibbs will get on a beat and create their own wave through a beat. It kind of it's on beat, but it's still kind of like Andre's the same way. Andre three thousand is the same way. He'll like get on a song because Andre is a true poet, right? Man. And he'll just kind of you know hack and slash his own way through a beat, whereas guys like Ross and Young Thug, they kind of they they let the beat do the work for them, and they just yep. kind of follow it where it leads them. You know that song Sixteen? Yeah, perfect example. Prime bro, <laughs> Andre literally just like painted a fucking picture with his bars. Yeah, that's bro. a that's a great like, song. And they were all over the place. Like his flow was just like tremendous. He switched between like three or four different flows yeah. in that one verse, and it was so perfect to put him up there because like Andre is a perfect person that I want to hear more than sixteen bars, right? On for verse. sure. And like they their their rapping styles are completely different. Yes, the way obviously the skill level. I mean, I think Andre's unmatched in terms of like pure rapping, bar for bar. I think he's the greatest of all time. You think he's done putting out music? I mean, I, I just kind of like where he is. Like, he's going to do his own thing. He's going to, I mean, I don't think he he's owes He's in it. movies and shit. I don't think he <laughs> owes it to anybody to put out a solo album. If he, if you think, if you think Andre owes anything more to music, go back and listen to old Outkast. Go back and listen to any feature he's done since Outkast split. I mean, I mean, the man is un. He's just—he's got no errors. No, nope. he's been pitching a perfect game for twenty plus years. It's yep. un—it's unreal. I think he, Big Boy was unreal too, bro. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> People—that's one thing I hate. Like, I have talked to some people who like say they listen to Outkast and stuff like that, and they'll like just tremendously just like always talk high about Andre, but don't really have much to say about Big Boy. Like, Outkast wouldn't be Outkast without the. Oh, Boy. for sure. And like that's like I was saying about him and Ross. Like they're if you're going to have two rappers, if you're going to have Andre and another guy on a beat on the album or whatever, they, they can't be similar. You know what I mean? Because Andre's always going to outshine them. But if they're, if they're so different and they rap so unlike, 
then they can both shine. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's what that and to me. That's what made Outcast so good was that they were so different. They were so good, and I mean, you just got two of the greatest rappers ever. Yep. But yeah. The so definitely check out YB and Corday, Bandana. Uh, what else? We got Tyler the Creator's album. Mm. I thought, Masterpiece. I saw it easily album of the year until Bandana came out. And then I'm gonna be honest with you, I think that's that might be above Bandana for me. You think so? Yeah. Um oh like so I have a very big kind of like at, when I find out that an artist not only rapped on every song on the album mm-hmm. but like that he had something to do with the production of the whole thing right. too. Um, that kind of like really gets me yeah. right there. Um, I'm not saying that Freddie Gibbs isn't talented at all. None of that. Like he, that was a great album. That's number two, obviously for me, but I say Tyler number one, because one, I, it took watching the interview, um, that he did with, uh, I can't think of his name, but he did an interview for Apple music. Um, and he was just talking about how, oh, how much he was. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was talking about how, no, 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 not Ebro. Um, like a white dude. Um, was it Rick Rubin? No, big, no, 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 no. Definitely not beard. Rick Rubin. Okay. Yeah, definitely not. Him. I was gonna say. Um, it's like a he. He has like a British accent. Um, oh yeah, think. yeah, yeah, yeah. From uh, the Kanye interview. Yeah, I like yeah. some of the Gaga songs. What the fuck does she know about cameras? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I knew Um, that he. What he said about the album, like, and I never looked at it that way. It was just like he he literally. What the fuck is that? That's my mom. I was about to say you good over there, but um, what he did with like just saying like his influences, for instance, on the album, um, he took a lot of influence from like eighties, nineties pop, and you can kind of tell like when you listen to some of the songs, like uh. That song, I think I'm falling in love. Is that I think I'm falling in love? Yeah, yeah. I think At, with Solange. Yeah, um, beautiful, beautiful. And it was just like some of the stuff that he did on that album was just very articulate. Um, it wasn't what I expected from Tyler the Creator, and I really do love what he's he's coming into his own lane. Right. Um. Now it's not just he's finally shied away from uh golf wing right Tyler yeah, he like he's said, not our uh, future he definitely anymore. shed the image of like the early 2000 or like early 2010s yep. supreme five panel and the golf wing and the vans and like yep definitely i think on the, he has his own clothing line that, like officially on clothing line now like the album before this one i thought was really the departure from that Flower Boy? Flower Boy, yeah. I thought that was really the departure from that image and, like, who he was as an artist and who people thought he was as an artist. Mm-hmm. And this and this album was, like, the first time he really got to experiment and do what he's all... I, don't, I won't say what he's always wanted to do because, I mean, I don't know the man, but it just seemed like he had complete creative control and he just was going to throw his favorite sounds from his favorite styles and genres of music. And he was going to put his own little Tyler spin on it. And it was beautiful. Yep. It, uh, what he, 
one thing he did say, he was like, a lot of people like hear my voice and like they they want just like hardcore rapper out of me. And he was just like, I'm trying to show people that I can do so much more. Like, right. I can also like instead of being able to be good at free throws, I also got a jump shot. Right. I also can dribble. Yeah. Like, exactly. and he said the biggest thing that he wants to do is like write songs for people. Um, and that's what he's apparently that's a lot to come. Um, True. He's going to be doing a lot of songwriting yeah. um, in the next couple of years because they asked him, like, expecting another album anytime soon. And he said, nah, he's going to be sitting back, um, doing making, the, like, producing for yeah. people, that, songwriting for people, scoring movies. That's awesome. Because um, yeah. the music, I thought, Stuff was like my, that. The, the production on the album was definitely my favorite part. Um, I thought it was very Kanye-esque in the way that, like, the music and the features tell the story of the album less so than Tyler himself Mm -hmm. vocally, you know, lyrically and stuff. I thought that because that's kind of how, and I know I think um, Igor is way better than this album, but the life of Pablo is like that in a lot of regards where Kanye kind of draws you this landscape with the music and with the with the guest features and then his feet like his voice and his lyric like his lyrical contributions to the album kind of like if you take him out of that of Pablo like it's still a great album and I think if you take Tyler's lyrics out of the album I think it's still a great album mm-hmm. um, for sure even yep. like the Playboy Cardi feature like it's gibberish mumbling for but like probably 95% of what he's saying. You can probably mm-hmm. make out every fifth word, but it fits something about it just works with that song. Yep. But I mean, not, that's not to say that I didn't like Tyler on the album. Like I like, uh, what's it? Black magic wand, new magic wand, whatever it's called. New magic wand. Yeah. That's a great song. I mean, he, he kills that, you know, verse, both yep. verses it's great it's a great song but i just think that sonic that was the closest song to like an our future kind of song to me right. in my opinion. yeah i agree i agree and his singing, and what's his, good his singing not good but like i said fits so well so i guess it's really it's not really a rap album i guess is what i'm getting at no it's like a pop it i I would say it's like a pop alternative kind of album. Yeah, like a yeah, a synth pop, like an ode to seventies psychedelic synth rock that you de- you can definitely tell he loved growing up. Yep. Um, yeah, super impressive. Those, I mean, that I I I respect you thinking that is better than Bandana. <laughs> but I, you're not gonna I agree know, with it. I know for a fact <laughs> you're wrong. But <laughs> you know for a fact I'm but, wrong. But I love what encyclopedia did you read that from? Uh, my own. <laughs> <laughs> well, I forgot you were on your own. <laughs> You've been doing that the past few months. I yeah. So I mean, yeah, two great albums. This was a pretty good. I mean, I was saying in the beginning of the summer that Tyler set the mood, and people better come with heat if they want to take the throne. And I was. I was right that they needed to come with some heat. It just was kind of all in all, a little bit of a lackluster summer in terms of hip hop. Um, But 
Think about it, bro. A lot of people be releasing their best stuff around Halloween and shit. Yeah, Paul's about to be crazy. Of, toward the end of the year, but, you know, I was just hoping that. I think Drake's waiting until fall. You think Something I heard from, like, another podcast. Spooky season. Coming. Spooky season. <laughs> but, yeah. So, I guess this is the part of the show where we tell people what we're going to be reviewing next Friday. Yep. Yeah, we are coming up on an hour. It was a good episode, though. Yeah, this was a long one. Um, I told y'all y'all were in for a treat, a longer one this time. All right. So, what are you thinking? All right. Ross. Definitely Porter Miami, too. Definitely Ross. Definitely the Boney Bear album. I was just about to say that. Um, I know people might be like, what? But. It might put y'all, it might put me in my feels. It's. But I'm going to still listen to it. The album before this one, the came out like four three or four years ago i loved mm-hmm. and like before before that album came out i wasn't a huge fan like i love like there's a couple of songs that i really liked but and the their lead singer justin vernon works with kanye all the time mm-hmm. like on um like you'll catch a voice on a kanye song and you're like oh this sounds like charlie wilson and it's justin vernon you know what i mean so He's on uh, a couple of songs on Yeezus. He was featured pretty heavily. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm super excited for this new Boney Bear album. I think it's going to be really good. The singles leading up to it were really good. I've already listened to it. You've listened to the whole Filter. album? Yeah, I listened to it yesterday. You liked it? I loved it. Okay, well, let's save it for Friday. But that I'm, I'm super excited for that. Honestly, I was talking to um, Field. He was like, I uh, I was listening to it, and he was just like, yeah, are you and your Fields over there? And I was like, nah, bro. He just dropped a new album. He was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, the, like I said, the singles were really good. Um, I'm super excited for it. So th- those are my two picks. Um, I don't I don't recall seeing anything. Boss. Boss, Boss EP. Okay. Boss EP. This is short, quick listening or quick listen. It's only four songs. It's eleven minutes. Okay, I mean that's perfect. That's like how long the Tess Henley album was. Mm-hmm. I, um, I remember we talked about. There's a couple albums that we talked about uh, last night, but good luck remembering anything from that. Yeah, that was <laughs> part of those technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's three. The trippy red. Did we want to do the trippy red though? Nah. I, see, because I don't want to be in like that little <laughs> no. dark t- territory again where we like <laughs> listen to a whole album and like the only thing we have to say about it is how much we disliked it. Yeah. Um. I'm looking up. I'm trying to find new. Oh, these albums aren't new. Let's see what we. Was a new Blueface album. Dude, honestly, I'm putting that on the list. <laughs> You know I'm going to hate myself listening to that. But Blueface. To everybody listening, I hate Blueface. I'm going to let y'all know I that don't, now. I don't like him. I'm no. going to let y'all know that now. All right, because so... that Blueface makes me think that I can strap down. I could make an album with like six songs on there. And somebody's going to fucking like it. Yeah. And I'm going to end up on the radio. Hey, and I'm going to be famous. Sometimes <laughs> like, it takes is a, is a belief in yourself. It, it is. Yep. All it right, is. So we got. Yes, he's a big motivational factor. So that's four. And then let's just pick like an oddball number five. 
<laughs> Ugly God's new album. Ugly nah. God. No, 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 no. I did I just see that one. I was looking at that. Um. Here, let me go. I don't want to close this app on my phone because I don't want it to lock up again. What about Kevin George? Kevin George. My Darling's a Demon. It's an R&B album. All right, let's do it. I'm always down for a little R&B. Actually, no, 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 no. Oh, no, we had, you were telling me about one the other night, last night, that uh, you wanted to do, but you, like, weren't, I don't know. Is it an R&B? I don't remember what it was. It might have been the Boss album, honestly. It might have been. Um, you want to leave number five up to anyone listening? Yeah, might as well. Yeah, so might as well. Number five is for you guys. Yeah, drop a couple, and it's got to be from what was what was Friday's date, the ninth. So anything yep. from August ninth that release that you want us to talk about, or how about this from this Friday, this past Friday, August ninth, or from Friday, August second that we didn't talk about on this show. Let us know. We'll we'll review that along with the. The Ross, the Bony Vare, the Boss, and the Blueface album. So, actually, you want to do this? You want to do this? Let's just do Rick Ross and Bonnie Vare, uh-huh. and then leave it to leave it to the audience. Okay, for the downs. So, all right, I'm cool. And, and then those are the two albums that we, you know, both of us really wanted to talk about. Yeah, and I'm gonna put I'm I'm gonna put out like a little memo on Twitter, Instagram, make sure everybody puts in their input or whatever. Um, But yep, whatever y'all want us to do, we got it. Yeah, I'm down. Um, And if it's weird, even better. Even better. Yep, even better. Give me a fucking electronic album. I'll listen to it. Yeah, I'll listen to it. Country album. Give me a Screamo album. Yeah. I'll listen to it. Yo, I'm pretty sure... There's I'm a pretty sure sl- Slipknot. That's exactly what I'm <laughs> yeah. There's a new Slipknot album or or song. I don't really. I didn't. I didn't delve deep into the the new Slipknot music, so I didn't. I didn't click on it, but I did see on Spotify that it was a new release. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we're at one hour yeah, and two I, minutes. I think this yeah. is a perfect time to cut. It. Hefty, hefty. Yep. That was I'm a good one. Go get me some food. Hell yeah. Alright guys. Alright boys and girls. Y'all keep it easy. Have a safe rest of the weekend. Go to church tomorrow. Kiss if your mom. Don't go to church. Make sure you kiss your mamas. Kiss your mamas. Hell yeah. Alright. All right. I'm out. Alright, Jake. Alright, peace.